Welcome, everybody, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Phil Moore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me, my um, illustrious breakdown specialist, Raven. How are you doing, Rave? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad. She's focused off screen, guys, because she's using her phone for this particular one. So you might hear a little sound difference. We're not going to bullshit you. We'll do, we, have, we spent about a half hour trying to figure out technical stuff here. But uh, like the mailman, we're trying to deliver, you know, <laughs> regardless of the, the temperature, the weather, whatever the fuck happens. Uh, FEMA's handing out donuts because there's a typhoon. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're going to get this going. <laughs> um, so we're going to try to uh, bring you up to speed here. And the latest clips are from, I believe it or not, May 19th. And this is the uh, infamous Charles Grodin eulogy day. Um, we're going to start playing the clips, but uh, we and we have a lot for this day. But uh, were you a fan of Charles Grodin? I was a fan of him in movies like Mr. Mom. Yeah. Um, things that came out in the 80s where he yeah. was always that same like character actor. Yeah. So I enjoyed him in things like that. As a person, I can't say too much about that interviews he was very dry um but <laughs> you know i as a as a kid in the 80s it was just it was just another person that i got used to seeing on the movie screen all the time it's funny because we're going to go through the clips and hit the wigs wig hate wig went after him with a vengeance but that's because groden went after him he mentioned that he thought he was shit just like steve allen thought he was shit you know anybody who talked out about howard james garner he went after and charles groden was in more fucking hits like people don't realize that that guy was in movies that made shitloads of money um the heavenly kid wasn't uh it wasn't such a big hit but the woman in red um all uh what's the one with um Warren Beatty the one where he dies and gets reincarnated as all, as all these people so that he can heaven, get back heaven can that wait that wasn't heaven can wait okay yeah heaven can wait but he was in the the woman in red he was in uh, a fucking midnight run which is such a funny movie yes. um but then beethoven later on so his career stretched quite a few you know, decades. It wasn't just he was a mm-hmm. flash in the pan. And he was always great on Carson because he would just go after Carson like a motherfucker. And Carson loved it because, you know, anything that was spectacle was great. So let's hear Wiggy's shit eulogy of Mr. Charles Grodin. So the guy was a was really fantastic. But um, the funny thing is, he hated my guts. He was obsessed with me, this guy, Charles Grodin. What happened was he got he, he somehow felt he was funny. And he used to go on talk shows like Johnny Carson and David Letterman. And he was a good guest, you know. He, he was an interesting guest. And, you know, some people are really good guests, but they're not great hosts. So somebody decided to give him a, 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 his own television show. Okay, so this... Another kick you in the balls. So the clip is called Rest, Rest in Peace, Charles Grodin. Here's a kick in the balls. Um, I'm going to let this play out and then we'll continue. Go on. I don't even remember what it was on. I don't remember what channel. It was on cable. You know, who cared? You know. But he got a, a, like, it was like CNBC or something like that. Or CNN Uh or not even CNN. It was like some lame fucking show where he would sit there and talk. And it was just bad. It was just bad television. He was great when there was somebody interacting with him. Yeah. (laughs) okay like robin exactly (laughs) and and quite frankly if he had a talk show i would have if i if he would have asked me i would have said you know you need a sidekick somebody to talk to or or a co-host or where you have a a give and take or you're not a (laughs) 
It's exactly like them. Okay, so uh, this is what's going to happen. He did have a talk show later on, and this is, uh, I think, mid-90s. He pretty much retired from making movies and whatnot. And I'm sure he had loads of money and didn't really care at that point. But um, uh, let's go with the number two, propping himself up via private parts. The thing that really made him crazy... When the movie, when our movie Private Parts came out, you know, it was reviewed. If I defy you to find one bad review of Private Parts from that era. Like, people were really charmed by that movie. And if you've never seen it, I hope you do see it, because I think it's a really good movie. And it was a good movie, it and I knew. Up, yeah. Yeah, and I knew it was a good movie when I made it. And I, again, with all thanks to Betty Thomas, the great Ivan Reitman. Len- <laughs> oh, let's play it out, just one second. And he Bloom, the writer. Brilliant people, brilliant actors, you know. <laughs> okay, go ahead, please. There's another name for private parts. It's called Goodbye, Allison. See you later. <laughs> well, beyond that, this is who who goes, you know what? He was jealous. My movie got so many good reviews. <laughs> like when you when your movie didn't make money, you want to come want to <laughs> yeah. talk about how good the reviews were. Okay, and it's true. Disproportionately, they were positive for for private parts, but that's not the point. Groden, he even his like lesser films made a shitload of money. I mean, Midnight Run cost something like twenty eight million, made like seventy five million. It wait right. that was not even considered. You know, one of those films that you just advertise like a motherfucker. Meanwhile, Private Parts was overhyped and made forty-one million years later, which is, you know, if you had just for inflation, it's it's like getting in Groden's era, it would have been getting, you know, a little less. So, yeah, Wiggy's got a whole case of projection jealousy right now. Oh yeah, because one, Charles Groden was successful as an actor. Uh-huh. Two, he was beloved by people, and yep. three. He had a talk show host. He was a talk show host who, you know, got a legit show that Howard could not do. That's right. But this is, I guess, my question to you. When he gets these moments of, um, like, he's giving eulogies and he's being obsequious the way Deborah and I covered um, the Bob Fitzsimmons, sorry, you know, I'm fucking up, Greg Fitzsimmons, Kevin Pollock audio clip that we did on Patreon that episode. And he basically he told, for example, he told Greg Fitzsimmons when he came in for the first time how much he loved uh, Bob Fitzsimmons, Greg's dad, and how he was a great talent. But he went after Bob Fitzsimmons when he was, you know, in when he, competition with him, as he called it, or he, you know, when he, uh, you know, when he was actually uh, still alive, he trash talked him. And it was a sore point with uh, Greg, Greg's mother, who said, I can't believe you're going on that fucking asshole show, basically. And, you know, why, why talk, like, why talk Groden up and then build him, like, knock him down in death? Why not just continue saying, I hated him, he hated me, I fucking hated him. That's At least that's honest. See, this is what we get now with Wiggy eulogies. He comes in on his high horse praising everybody, and then it's a swift kick to the balls. Mm-hmm. He undercuts them for all the things, all the divorces, the drug habits, um, any flops they had in the movies, any, um, you know, just general things that they may have missteps in public, let's call them. He loves to do this. He loves to, like, come in all like, oh, I'm such a fan, and then, like, shoot them down with all these other bullshit things that may or may not have happened in their life. And some of them, he's like, I think, or 
I remember hearing, and sometimes they're not even true. It's ridiculous. Is it a case, do you think, of um, when we you said evolved, right? Like the you know in quotation marks. Is it a case of you think he? He he thinks he has to do this uh, this turnaround like all oh, being gracious. The guy's dead. Be respectful. But he he's a seventy nine and he's ultimately a narcissistic asshole. So he can't help kicking the guy on the way out the door. Exactly. It's all uh, Schadenfreude. So he gets off on repeating other people's mistakes or missteps. Yep. And it it just. It becomes, you know, like just such a downer. And I can't imagine anybody ever. I mean, you never hear families emailing or calling him and saying, thank you for the great eulogy you gave my husband. I loved it. It was mm-hmm. he really nailed it. Yeah. Never, never. Only in a fake email that he or his staff is writing to, you know, Philip filibuster the show. Well, yeah, I think it's uh, it's 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 insanely stupid. I mean, if it was me, I would either not mention Groden at all because why give him that kind of publicity, even in death, or trash him if I if I hated him that much. I'd be honest about it, but of course we know we can't be honest about anything. Well, in death, they can't defend themselves, and he's never going to allow their actual family to come on and defend him. <laughs> Fuck no. So you can uh, say anything about a dead person. Yeah. Uh, the next clip is called Senior Moment or Low IQ. Sorry, I got to get this right. Senior Moment or Low Magoo IQ. You decide. Yeah, but I, I want to tell you that um, Charles Grodin, a rest in peace to his family. Sorry to hear. He wasn't a fan of mine, but I sure was a fan of his. 86, uh, I, Yes, Charles Grodin dead at the age of. I've all kinds of articles here in front of me. He was. Uh, she just blah, 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 blah. She did, yeah. That's so weird. Uh, did I say eighty six? Right off the bat. Did I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lose it. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, eighty six, Howard. All right, thank you. <laughs> That's weird. God. So it's no, it's bad enough that you know, Wiggy, uh, sir, no, uh, for the last while, and I'm making a compilation, guys. Eventually, I'll put it on my channel. I'm going through. Somebody was kind enough to um, send me a bunch of uh, clips I didn't have, and I'm going to make a compilation of Robin giving the news. <laughs> Oh, yes. A Robin is wrong compilation. And Bowie had to go in and rescue her so many times, especially near the tail end of everything she was doing before they discontinued the news altogether. But do you think it's deliberate? Uh, It sounds to me, everything to him is so studied. Do you think it was a deliberate, I can't find my notes, or do you think he was really a dumbass? No, Wiggy is a legit 79 here. He either doesn't trust or doesn't remember or doesn't even listen to what Robin just said, which was 86, his age. And then he fumbles around. He has no clue. He said mm-hmm. it earlier in the broadcast. And then it takes Bowie to come in and confirm it for sure. Yeah. So this guy, I mean, he's just, he's such a mess. He yes, really he is. is. And it's getting more and more frequent the more we do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, like you, you can, I mean, there's. I don't think there's a week where you could go by where it doesn't happen at least once. 
And that's three days. Once in three days is a lot. I still claim that he's got cataracts and he can't see stuff. He's either got it memorized or he's got like a magnifying glass over it so that as he goes along, he's, he's reading with a magnifying glass. I'm not sure. It could be any of these things. You you might be right about that, and uh, yeah, he it might be just one in a series of eye problems. The next clip is called Groden Oozed Jealousy. Yeah, this is weird. During the pandemic, yeah, and, and rest in peace, and it's cool. I get it. I'm the devil. You know, I wasn't your cup of tea. And, you know, on some level, I think the guy was jealous because I had all these legions of fans. And really what he wanted <laughs> was to be Charles Grodin on TV and be a personality and, and be outrageous with his opinion. And be loved, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. But he was but I beloved. I didn't care. He was beloved, first of all. And he was, and he had loads of fans, actually. Charles Grodin was, um, he, he, and he was, and he was himself on TV. And he was funny. His Most of his, his appearances were funny. I think this is... Um, more having to do with his mortality because Charles Grodin was quite a bit older. He was about 86 when he passed away. So, I mean, it makes no, it's no surprise when he did pass away. He was quite older. Um, but I think this is just another reminder of his mortality slipping away. Wiggies. I, I'm a hundred percent with you on that one. I, w- I was thinking that and then I, I got off on a tangent, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of death talk this year and it just keeps coming because all of his contemporaries, anybody that he knows anything about to talk, to discuss, you know, is going to be his age or older. And yeah. he's, he has no clue about the younger generations that are coming through. So mm-hmm. this is the only way he can pontificate is if it's people of his generation or older. And it makes him yeah. feel so old. Yes, it does. And sad as a result, but sad for himself, not sad that, you know, someone has passed or that, you know, one of the loving memories of his youth is gone or whatever. Because, again, he was brutal to Groden, and we have loads of audio proof of that. The next clip is called Wiggy's Heroin. I can't stand when I see a negative review of somebody else on the radio. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I just, I... Whatever it is, just keep talking about it. I suck. <laughs> keep talking good. about me. <laughs> Argue about it. Just yeah, I crave it. I need it like heroin. Oh, I just need you talking good. about whether I suck I or I'm good. I thought that was the craziest sentence you would. I think I have the Photoshop <laughs> needle with QF in it. <laughs> and, the, and a spoon. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, what bad taste for him to use heroin because. One that was Artie's downfall. Now we've yeah. got Ass Napkin Ed using heroin, allegedly. Um, uh, and so many other people that have lost their lives to it. Like, what a, what just, I mean, I know he's a shock jock, but it's really, it, it hits close to home for a show like this, especially with Artie in recovery. So yeah, why do particularly, it? Yeah, particularly well. with Artie, absolutely. And I mean, they, but it's such an, also, it's it's a go-to. I'm not going to give him too much shit for it because that's a go-to analogy. People use heroin all the time, although it's a little, I guess it's a little um, passe with fentanyl being the, the drug most people are talking about these days. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll play. Well, yep, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, you're right. It is a very common metaphor, but nowadays, you know, with everybody uptight about things, you don't know who you're triggering with something like that. Yeah. But for him to say that, you know, to get back on subject, that 
him getting attention is his heroin. And that's a true mm-hmm. statement. Good, yeah. bad, or ugly. He, you know, even a bad review he's jealous of because that means that person's relevant. They've done or said something that got them in the news. He has a lot of trouble getting himself in the news these days. Oh, yes. So. Yeah, and, and the truth is, I, I think and I'm no, in indirect terms, we are part of his heroine. That's what he's talking about. So in, in some way, we are making him relevant because the numbers keep going, guys, and more people are joining. They're getting on Patreon. My God, I, th- I would have thought, okay, we'll get a couple fringe people, whatever. No, there's people that don't go on our Facebook that are subscribing, and um, thank you guys so much. We love you for it. Um, we're not going to stop putting you know cont- content out for you. This week, free summer has been one of the best things that's ever happened to us in our city because people are kind of coming to their senses. You know, we talked about the red pill in a previous episode and it brings more people because I guess they want their heroin, which is Howard, but they come across us and it's like, oh no, this is not, this is the cure. Yeah, this is your, we're, the, uh, we're, we're the morphine. Methadone kind of yeah, thing where we're exactly. bringing you down slowly. Yeah, exactly. Never said. And yeah. if it was happening to somebody else, I'd be miserable. <laughs> yeah. I've never looked at, I've just looked at, I want attention. You know, the only kind of attention I would get from my parents was negative. Yeah. And uh, that to me is love. <laughs> You're a moron. You're an idiot. Uh, he wouldn't, that wouldn't be the only negative attention, but that's what he would elicit from them. And he was fine. So this is something for Bob D. I hope you uh, binge on this, but make sure you have a, a sink nearby so you could fucking toss your cookies uh, just in case. <laughs> Every one of these episodes, I think we're putting Bob into some kind of like straight jacket. <laughs> Poor Bob. God yeah. bless you, Bob. So then we go with number six. Wiggy thinks Rogan is butthurt. And this is a longer one, guys. Do you want to put any context into this or just have the clip say it all? Let's go with the clip because I've heard a recent excuse by Rogan of why he didn't go back to Howard. So yeah, compare the two. Okay. Are you ever going to have uh, Joe Rogan on, powerful Joe Rogan? Uh, I used to have Joe Rogan on all the time. Joe is uh, angry with me. I would have Joe Rogan on. <clears throat> all these years I've, I've wanted Joe Rogan on. I like Joe, but... He has a problem with me, and I know why. It's I said something to him in private uh, that that uh, when we when we knew each other, and he was insulted by what I said, which I didn't want. I didn't. Okay, so the story that Rogan put out was that they were at Scores or they were at a strip club in Vegas, I believe it was, and Joe Rogan got way too high, and he didn't want to be around strippers because the reality hit him of. Oh my God, these poor women, like, look at this life they have. And I just, I can't enjoy it when I'm too high. So Wiggy took it as you just don't like women. You're, you're, you're a woman hater or (laughs) which is major projection. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, let's just leave that at that. Yeah. And so that was the reasoning and that he didn't want to discuss it on air because he didn't either want to bring up the strip clubs or he didn't want to bring up behaviors that had gone on there. Because there's probably a lot of inside information they both had on each other back then. Oh, yes. And it would bring up too much. So it's just easier because I think Joe realizes he's he doesn't need Howard and he doesn't want to get into it with a narcissist who's going to make it all about himself and put Joe down. 
he's too smart for Wiggy. And he's outgrown him, honestly. He doesn't need him anymore. That back in the day, it was something comics wanted to boost their career, but he doesn't need a boost to his career. He's cruising along just fine. Right. And keep in mind, guys, this Joe Joe decided to uh cut ties with Stern long before he became a podcast sensation and long way and even longer before Spotify became in before he got the hundred 20 million or whatever it was for a hundred million for Spotify. And uh, so, I mean, he could have used, you know, some promotion on Stern when he was still in terrestrial and all that shit pre podcasting and doing his stand up and fear factor and news. Was it, was it news radio he was on? Yes, it was. It was. And the, yeah. all the UFC, UFC fights that he was yeah. doing promos for. It's, that's right. So, so, and so he networked himself to the point where he didn't really need Stern anyway. And if you know that that person is toxic, I mean, if you know any person in your life is toxic, whether they're part of the business or not, you just, if you're a smart person, you cut them out. And that's exactly what he did. And so, yeah, there's a clip on YouTube. We could play it, but I'm not going to bother. We'll just continue with listening to gaslighting asshole here. I mean it as an insult. I meant it just as an observation. I thought it was maybe something we could talk about, but whatever it is, there's, there's, um, I don't even know if he has dislike or something from, I don't know, but, uh, no, I, I won't be having him on, but that's not my, that's not my idea. That's his, I like Joe though. I like when he did the, um, where the people ate weird shit. Oh yes. Uh, the, what was that fear factor? Yeah. I didn't know him when he was into all this karate and, um, Okay, the other thing is, I considered this, that maybe it was Rogan that was the one that wouldn't accept his apology, or if it was Billy Crystal. I still tend to think it was Billy Crystal, because he is of that ilk and of that age and of the stature where Wig would have wanted to get that Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, because they're so into with comic relief. They were the big... With along with Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, they were sort of the um, triumvirate that he wanted to get in good with. Robin died, so fuck him. You can't get him on the show. Billy Crystal would have been the next best thing, and I can be completely believe that Billy said, "Fuck you! I don't care about what you say." And you know, uh, good for you. You've claimed to have be evolved, but no, I'm, I'm not giving you any kind of play. Um, other people were not as smart. Bill Maher believes it, or he thinks whatever. Jerry Seinfeld, I think, is way too smart to believe any kind of evolution. I think he's doing it every time he sees Wiggy. Every appearance he does with Wig is for the goof, and he knows it. And yes. if you want proof, just look at that picture of him looking at Howard's hair. <laughs> him and Beth out of that restaurant. <laughs> he just can't believe it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Seinfeld uses him for plugs. Yeah. Like if he's got uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, if he has a stand-up special. But basically, yeah. Wiggy is always the guy invited to dinner for schmucks. He's yep. the one celebrities invite just to be like, are these stories really true? Is he really that awful? And yeah. they invite him and they find out, yep, he's just that bad or worse. Absolutely. The MMA fighting. Well, I think he was always into it. It was just not a thing that he thing. made very public, I guess, at that time. Yeah, I didn't know it. If I had known that he was you know, that good with his hands and feet, I wouldn't have said what I said. <laughs> well, I was just reading something about him today, and it, it's always is his... I'm quite sure that before he got into any martial arts, he still could have kicked Wiggy's ass with both his arms tied behind his back. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so the next one is number seven, Blobbin listened to Kumia on Rogan. Yes. Always. 
his his very successful podcast is how yeah. it's termed. You know, whenever you talk about Joe Rogan and his very successful podcast, he was saying on his podcast that eventually white men will just be silenced because there's so what? much canceling of of anything white people white men white straight men say and so he's being called into question about okay so what robin failed to mention was anthony cumia was on joe rogan and they were commiserating how there's nothing or nowhere that men can go to be men anymore Mm -hmm. that they can't talk badly about women or dating or their wives. And this was something that was very current. It had just come out on YouTube like a couple, like a day or two before. That's right. And I happened to get um, the video uh, pushed to me through subscriptions and I listened yep. to it. And mm-hmm. other listeners in our thread confirmed it as well that they heard it too. And it was like, okay. So, but she fails to mention it was Anthony Cumia she was listening to on the Joe Rogan. So she, while they were talking about Joe Rogan, that was fine. But God forbid you bring up Anthony's name. So that's why I pulled that. Okay. Well, the other thing is that's not being really the the other elephant in the room in this case is the fact that Robin is actually admitting she listens to another show, and I know that even though he's not saying anything, Wiggy is upset. How dare you listen to another show? That's competition, but it's not competition. Rogan hasn't been competition for – Wiggy's <laughs> not been competition since since well before the Spotify deal. I mean people I, – I did a, a thing one time on our Facebook group just a screen cap, right? And the whole premise was get a random – Joe Rogan interview from, you know, when he was still mostly on YouTube. He's got clips, but not full interviews on YouTube, I don't think anymore, unless they're really old and somebody has them on a channel, a different channel. And it was like a Brian Callen interview from three days earlier, and it had something like 1.5 million hits. Then I picked something, because Brian Callen's not a huge guest, but whatever. And then... And then I checked out Wiggy interviewing, let's say, Harry Styles, who was a, like, you know, a pop sensation and actor and everything, but right. from but from a month earlier. So I even gave him the benefit of weeks of re-listens <laughs> and replays, and it wasn't even like 700,000. It wasn't even half the amount. So nope. you want to use, use metrics. YouTube is the easiest way for most people to listen to podcasts, which is why we still post on there. But, of course, a lot of people are on the go. No one's watching a YouTube you know, <laughs> feed when they're walking down the street. So hence the app. So that just goes, someone could argue, well, they're listening on the, on the, you know, YouTube's not a good indicator. No, no, no. It's a pretty good indicator. And it just, and more people of his generation, like any fans of Howard would most likely be the people to put it on the computer, put it on the Bluetooth or whatever, and then listen to it in the house, but put it on YouTube. So the, that just as an example, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? He he just doesn't have the pull that Rogan does. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of times I put a YouTube video on just to hear it. I might yeah. not be able to look at it. It might be in my purse or in my pocket, but I'm listening. Or if I have my AirPods in, you know, it's sitting on a charger and I'm walking around just listening to it. I'm not looking at the visual all the time. Yeah. And, and they're getting a view from me. 
Yes. And this, so that's, that's, you know, the metrics. So the next one is called Mar- Marbles Acknowledged, and it's them with Venom talking about Rogan's deal. And you know, again, for the upteenth time, this is sticking up Wig's ass, and he just can't fucking pull that dingleberry out. He has a $100 million contract, broadcast contract. That doesn't sound like anyone's trying to silence him as a white man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like he's talking and, and doing Yeah, it sounds like he's got a plot. Okay, so that was Kumia that said it, but it was on Rogan's show, right? Yes. Because that sounds like something Kumia would say anyway. Um, and uh, I didn't. I only heard clips, actually. Some of it was actually very good. Uh, one thing, I'm not a Kumia fan in terms of his personal life, like in terms of what he's like, his politics no. or whatever. But uh, I, I find him uh, listenable. That's the, that's the difference. When he has certain guests on, he can have a conversation with them. Yep. His banter and his interactions, just conversational comedy, yes, is very enjoyable. I have no problem with it, and I, I kind of regret not listening to him back when I had the chance when he was on more. Maybe it was Opie turned you off because if you listen to if you watch a random Opie video, you will wonder how this guy ever had a career. Well, they were on in Philly, and I did hear them. There was a time period where I could listen to them later in the day when Wiggy wasn't on and that was great. Or there'd be um, like a a best of and they'd Mm -hmm. play different parts, but Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things, you know, I, I can still pull it up on YouTube and hear a lot of things that I haven't heard before. So yay for me. Yep. Number nine is called tan mom's great question meets Wiggy's non answer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh God. Howard, I was just wondering, are you guys ever going to go back? To, um, the studio, you think, or no? Uh, who knows? I mean, yeah, some in some way, shape, or form. But our building is still pretty much closed down. Is it? Nobody. I yeah, nobody knows. Checked. Yeah, nobody really knows. Some way, shape, or form. Yep. So that could just be talent in studio and him at home. Yep. That could be the staff in studio and him at home. Um, also. Not just Andy Cohen has gone back, but Jim and Sam have gone back to studio as of today. Wow. <laughs> so what are the odds that the new contract, well, which we know was never $100 million a year, that's, that, that ship sailed a long time ago. Oh, what, if, what, what if the new contract entailed, look, around the summer, we're going to just have you on ISDN line or whatever, and you're just going to vol- do it from home because we don't fucking need you. We can use the studio space for something else. Yeah, I truly believe they got bigger plans for him in his studio. It's it's too costly. How can they? How can they let that sit there this long? I'd love it if they gave it to Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Grodin's son. That would be the ultimate kick in the ass. Uh, Let's continue. How we're going to conduct business in the future. But I think there'll be some sort of hybrid, some shows from... You know, from home, some shows from the studio. We were talking the other day, like, if things ever get back to normal. And by the way, I don't even believe what's going on because, again, the CDC, as you pointed out yesterday, Robin, you gave a pretty good summation of what the... 
Okay, it was a little more than we needed there, but that's that's the gist of it is pretty much what we know from previous shows that, you know, they're cleared a lot of their shit out and people are, you know, moving away. So there's no reason for them to come back in. So if Bowie and Bowie hasn't said we don't know, but, but we don't know. We've not heard or seen any news that Bowie's moving to out of state. But if that happens, then it's it's, it's a, you know, a done deal. The show is fucking over. Right. Unless he comes back to New York for certain weeks to like get up and come to studio, that's a possibility. I don't mm-hmm. rule that out. Or, you know, if I, I hate even suggesting stuff to Jennifer Witz, but if they <laughs> invested in like say a a B and B a B and B and put like one house just dedicated for Stern staff. So they would be sequestered there or that's where they would stay when they had to come into town mm-hmm. or put up guests or, you know, yeah. just something dedicated to the Stern show. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would prove that they were at least trying to get people that want to move away closer to the studio for mm-hmm. certain periods of time, maybe a yeah. month here and then a month off. I don't know. Yep. But yeah. it, it sounds like when Wiggy says hybrid, the hybrid is him at home and some people in studio, whether they're guests yeah. or staff. Yeah. The next clip is called Using the New York Times to Fearmonger. So I apologize in advance, guys. You know, the, the guidelines are now the new guidelines. Again, I open up the New York Times and they went to epidemiologists, noted people who are really high level people in this field. Every one of them is saying you got to wear your mask, even if you've been vaccinated. And this is why right. you go nuts, because, you know, I, I get it. Nobody really knows. Then you read in Brazil that little children are dying. Are getting it, yes. Because and of dying. these variants. Again, guys, we're not necessarily pulling these clips to talk about them. We just want to show you where he's at in any given day, any given week. And I'm fully prepared when he comes back in September to hear about Delta this, Delta that. As in the variant. He didn't even yeah. know what a variant was back in June. <laughs> now, when he comes back in September, that's the only thing. It's kind of going to be like a uh, like a drink or, you know, we'll have a running count of how many times he says that. Because it's just going to be more fear mongering, more you guys got to wear masks. You can't go out. You got to stay home. Don't send your kids to school. He yeah. wants everybody on lockdown for the rest of his life. He wants us all like in house yeah. prisons, home arrest. Yeah, he'll he'll think it's like the uh, <laughs> he'll think it's like a Star Trek reference. Oh, everybody's stationed on board the variant. Um, let's go with number eleven, low IQ Magoo, part two, perhaps. Go ahead. This is yours. Right. Round and round she goes where she stops on the letter O. And what they are doing here, guys, I have to preface this one because even I didn't understand without reading the subtext. They were doing a promo for this, uh, uh, you know, pre-recorded Howard Stern A to Z show that would have run while they were off, I believe. And uh, right. so ev- every letter being something, you know, like uh, N might be nine. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't hear the whole thing, but obviously, yeah. Yeah, it was like A was for ayahuasca. And yeah. so they would play a clip related to that letter. It was right. very simple. There was one yeah. theme. It was whatever the theme was, was going to be right. designated as that letter. But right. listen to how Wiggy runs his game show kind of <laughs> mentality. 
<laughs> exactly. And here's your clue on the letter O. I think halfway through the huh? flight, he wakes up and goes... Yeah. <laughs> licks his choppers because they're That's all dry. My favorite part uh, of the story. And he goes, <laughs> and his mouth is dry, and he goes, oh, oh, it's not a. I fucked up. I can't believe there's no number. Wakes up and goes, oh, it could be. I'm sorry. It could be. Oh, I could make it's it. There's no answer. <laughs> So that's Bowie and Robin trying to save him like you fucking idiot. You've told this story a thousand times on the air again and again, and it's always the same impression. And granted, originally it was the one of the funniest stories because, you know, you could just well, we, oh. we loved it for a very different reason. Bowie yes. leased him for a first class ticket. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. And it was so, clearly orange juice from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we heard the lips smacking, we knew. Yeah. And even he just, he's such a 79. It's ridiculous. It is. Can you make I it have an O it? answer. Orange what juice. What is it? Orange, Orange juice. juice. Right. Oh, very good, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when you hear the special. Yeah, anyway, let's forget the fact that I'm a fucking Dunsky. Um, <laughs> I don't think we need to play the rest of it. <laughs> so that was uh, good enough. Or I, think want, is there... he, I think he fucks up some more. Yeah, you might want to play it. Oh, okay. Okay, let's keep going. There's no mistake. <laughs> I think this was the one I was going So for. I drink some more of this stuff down. Mm -hmm. It gives me another half cup. Mm -hmm. That was A for ayahuasca. All right, never mind. <laughs> you can't do this. Well, you it, it would only help if you right. put a number next to each clue. But uh, <laughs> I won't blame anyone else. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, how many you. times did he how many times did he give shit to Sal for fucking up a game or spelling or something? Right. Not editing the DVDs yeah. the correct right. way for clips and clues when he was playing other games. Right. I oh, think he gets I, a pass. Yeah, I think the only fair thing is for Sal to go in there or Fred to start keep pressing the buzzer and making dumbass sounds or, you know, whatever, like making people come in and mock him for all the years, <laughs> you know, that that really would be come up and I think that would be more entertaining. Let's see. Okay. Uh, number 12, copycat, <laughs> copycat painter. Yes. <laughs> because we've been saying for ages, guys, the paintings that he, the, the supposed watercolors that he claims he did, for, like freehand, basically now he's admitting, we've been saying for ages, he, he gets the printout or he uh, gets it on, he traces first and then, you know, basically... Uh, like colors in yeah essentially yeah it's like it's, it's like iron-ons um but uh he, <laughs> he <laughs> color by number i don't fucking know let's 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 try it out you know it's like a, it's like you know the other day i was struggling i was trying to copy a drawing of cotman or maybe it was bonnington and the reason i was doing that is that i'm trying to learn to really draw architecture and sometimes if you yeah. copy, you can learn technique. And I'm sitting here and I'm... It'd be so, guys, before you... <laughs> we'll save you the effort of doing the research. Dan's Papers is a Hamptons magazine. It's like a Hamptons penny saver shit. So it's like Hamptons Weekly or whatever. So people looking at it like it's, you know, art review or some kind of, you know, really prestigious art journal. No, it's just a fucking... It's a flyer that comes in your fucking Hamptons, you know, mailbox for the same with, uh, I don't know, Pizza Hut coupons or some shit. <laughs> 
So he was, people were looking at like, wow, look at the technique. Wow. Howard's really evolved as a fucking painter. <laughs> he's a, he's a tracer. <laughs> he's like Jason Lee and chasing Amy. <laughs> you fucking trace. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference. So let's go with the next one. Number 13, Robin throws dad punches at Wigo. So again, poor Ben Stern is going to get some more shivs up the ass. Always have this thing about what somebody wants to do for you as opposed to what most people are self-directed. They're doing what they want to do for themselves. But that's okay. That's good that his dad is saying, I want a connection with my son. I, I want to talk him. to my son. I miss Right. Him. I want to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying anything. Doesn't matter what... that I have nothing to say. <laughs> Is this uh, in reference to Richard uh, Richard's father calling in, Richard Christie? I'm pretty sure yeah. That's uh let me think. Yeah, it's I had it called Robin throws a dad punch at Wig. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but I'm he's not saying jealous. anything different. Okay. Different than you are. Just the idea. No, no, no. You keep saying, why could my father not do that for me? Your father is doing what he wanted to do. I'm eating my raisin plan. (laughs) And I'll have coffee for lunch. I don't eat it. Just wanted to let you know. Just give me a call. I think that's sweet. I don't know. But your dad didn't have that. He didn't have that capacity. You. His dad worked, and his dad got annoyed by him because he was an annoying little fuckhead. Yeah, you can only do so much. I mean, I, I've raised kids, and I've I've watched other people raise kids, and I've seen a lot of little fuckheads running around in my lifetime, <laughs> and I refuse to watch their kids after one time. No, I'm done. Sorry, yeah. you're not welcome back because you're a little fuckhead and you don't know how to behave and you're annoying as shit and you always are <laughs> nagging you can't be by yourself for two seconds that's how he was he was yeah. born this way this is what i i've been saying for years he was born an annoying little fuck okay she so was born annoying do you think he was also born a psychopath i think the sociopath or the psychopath part of him developed very quickly i think okay. it became known to him that he could get his way very easily based on his parents. And he thrived. He thrived with that, and he tested the waters every day. And every day, he got more and more and more with it. Yeah. I think basically, guys, the difference is a psychopath is born and a sociopath is raised. Like they like they they are they learn the behavior. A psychopath, it's innate to them. So uh, and maybe he straddles a couple lines there. He certainly does straddle a few diagnoses um, that people want to attach to him, like in terms of narcissism. Uh, but in, I think for a further sort of study, go into our NPD um uh, focused episodes and guys we just uh, released one on Patreon with me and Chicago Bob that deals with a call that Allison made in 1995 somewhere April I think April 10th or so 1995 where you're actually going to shudder a little bit when you hear how he's treating her and you don't listen with the same ears because you know too much now and uh it's it's disturbing you might have to take a bath you might have to take a silkwood shower afterwards but you are gonna think of my god if she took half his money in the divorce she didn't get enough yeah that that call in particular that she made it was pre-private parts yep and 
you could tell like there was three kids in the house, there were housekeepers, and then there was him. Yes. And nothing else mattered but him. And she shows him up so well on that. And she yep. does it gracefully. She doesn't even like lose her mind. Cause I often tell people when you get angry, you give away your power. She never gave away her power on that call. Right. And the one, <laughs> I'm going to quote myself, but he was, he should have been the abortion they had. Instead, he was the fourth child they didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, cause imagine, and imagine Allison in that time, like having a fourth fucking child, but he's 40 years old and he's got Asperger's and he's retarded. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he takes up more of your time and energy than the other three kids put together and the dog. Right. And uh, and even Java's like emaciated because he keeps forgetting to leave food <laughs> out. <laughs> Let's continue. You keep looking for something from your dad that he could. Oh, listen, Robin. Yes. How his father loved him very, very much. That's what I'm trying to say. That's right. And you don't know what he felt. And he loved you I very much. I did hard. not. Uh, oh, thank you for directing that to Howard. Because I'm saying his dad expressed his love in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I think Robin, okay, whether you believe the molestation or not, I'm sure she didn't really have a great upbringing because of her, her, you know, well, she's a bitch anyway, but I'm sure her parents were no picnic, even if the molestation isn't true. But uh, Howard did not have the same excuse to to shit on his parents for so long and still continuing to do it. That's what Robin's upset with. Right. She knows that she didn't get dealt the best parents, but... No. You know, the extreme she goes to to bring them down, that's that's what we question. And Wiggy, we don't see any proof of that whatsoever in his life as far mm. as no beatings, no – what's the word I'm right. looking for? I can't think of it. Pun uh, well, I mean punished. <laughs> let's, let's use yeah, it. You know, punishment he, in general, was, none. Yeah. It wasn't a case of like you're going to go to your room now unless you you know until you finish your supper you know you're not going to have any more dinner either that dinner's going to stay there until you finish it off that kind of shit that you know people grew up with back in the day you don't ever get a sense and you certainly haven't heard tale of haven't heard tell of Ray and Ben punishing him for anything anything the punishment mm -hmm. the worst thing that happened to him is he was called a fucking moron for being a racist yeah he got name called but he deserved it. Yeah, he, he was talking out of line on on a recording. Christ. Yep. So the next one is uh, Robin doubles down on father hunger. Yeah, you're an expert on love. No, I'm not an expert. I'm just saying <laughs> that I know he loved his son. You two shut up. I'm trying to read the New York Times back to front. <laughs> My I hate those fucking impressions now because all they do now is remind me of like, well, first of all, they're tired. But second of all, you don't even have your parents on. So you don't even have the at this point, you don't have the right to use those stupid impressions because now there's people if there are new listeners, they're going, who the fuck are these? You know, I've never heard them. They're not on the air. Why use them? Why bring them up? It's like, why do you don't do a Ted Kennedy impression a decade after he died? <laughs> <laughs> if you're wiggy, you do. Yeah, totally. So the next one, 15, Robin's still throwing jabs at 79. Or does Howard, Howard compares his life to other people's lives. And that's, that's right. the best way to get into trouble. 
Because I'm in trouble. there is no comparison. Yes. There is no uh, one way to father. There's no right way. Because you turned into Howard Stern. Look at Richard. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a, that's, a joke. that's a jibe at Richard for no good reason. Um, but uh, because, you know, I mean, God only knows what his family life is well. But at least you get the sense that Richard loves his kids and that his dad loved him. I mean, the rest is, the rest is you know, you, can, you could take it or leave it. Well, Robin right there is like, you're Howard Stern. So I take that as her jabbing him. Like, look how much money you have. You have like, I don't even know, 300 times the amount of money she has. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look what you've got. You know, and, and there's Robin with her shit story and her cancer story and her oh, alleged yeah. dad abusing and molesting her. And right. the smaller amount of money that she walks away with. Meanwhile, she's been kissing his ass all these years. Yes. You don't hear anger, but I do. Well, maybe you do, Fillmore, but I'm saying other people might not hear it the same way. But if you know these two and you know the dance they do oh yeah, and how long she's been supporting him now with yep. all the dad talk, there's only so much cackling you can do. That's right. And then you have to throw it back at him every now and then. And that's clearly what she was doing here. Yeah, so she's had, yeah, she's had her fill. She um, she actually is, you know, she's at her wits end. But like, what what's she going to do now? It's like getting a divorce when you're 70 and your wife is, you know, 70, 60, 63 or something. What's the point at that point? And um, I mean, you're just, you know, <laughs> you've lived that long with it. Then fuck it. You're going to live the rest of your life with it. She's made that decision to live with this fucking gargoyle and work for him and tell him he's funny um, and laugh at his stupid jokes and his shitty impressions and throw out a few shitty ones myself. So the number <laughs> we're going into, unfortunately, guys, JD part and JD's getting grilled by them and talking to getting talked down to. And really, it is uh, like 79's, you know, grilling 79, 79's. JD is no rocket scientist. You know who's getting quite famous? Who? JD. <laughs> uh, 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 how so? Tell, tell Robin what happened to you. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking about the uh, when I went to a restaurant a couple weekends ago? The chef recognized me, and uh, uh, you know, Go ahead. The, the, and, the, and what do you mean you don't know? You know what happened? JD went to a restaurant. What do you mean? Fuck! If he was on the Carson show, Carson would have taken a gun out and shot him. Let me just give a little backstory here to break up this horrible fuckhead mushmouth. Creep. JD went out with some degenerate fuckhead friend of his. Yeah. And they got to the restaurant. They were sitting outside, but somehow they got recognized or JD got recognized. And so all of a sudden they started getting all these free drinks and a certain drink uh, was Pappy. Uh, I wrote it down. Uh, it was like a hundred dollar shot or a glass of scotch or tequila, or it was some really expensive thing. Wiggy's going to bring up him getting special treatment and the extent of how much he drinks. So pay right. attention. It was and smokes. Pops. 
if it was called if the name was had poppy in it it's most likely tequila <laughs> jesus he knows <laughs> T- tell robin tell about Send your thing like a Go free, ahead. uh like appetizer thing or whatever and uh some drinks got comped and whatnot it was very nice very appreciative very uh very nice guy uh, you didn't get some you got pappy <laughs> van winkle which is like a hundred dollars a poor Oh, that's a, Happy was, Van Winkle. Yeah, I was. I was. Did you have Van Winkle? Apparently, I did. I actually don't remember it because I was blasted out of my mind by it. Oh god! <laughs> like I didn't remember. Sounds like some kind of fucking new, new like emo band, Poppy Van Winkle. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also got free um, appetizers and different things. No mention of his wife there, by the way. Just no. him and another dude going no. out and he uh blacked out too he there are certain parts of the night he couldn't even remember i don't know if i clipped that or not so i just not, thought i'd throw that in there i'm not sure either because it's been a while since i reviewed the clips but um i do know that if i were jd i'd be looking to black out nightly based on my life but what the fuck what do i know <laughs> Tanka was on instagram making another uh stupid stupid post i don't we don't go after her but my god she she would deserve it if, she, if we decided we we uh we wanted to how i got home look at you uh, yeah fucking uh jd clooney Oh. Happy Van Winkle. Happy Van Winkle. He, yeah, he got comped. Like all of a sudden, the sky's the limit for JD. Yeah. No, no. But no. I like it. He goes. This is it. Uh, JD, tell Robin what happened. Next clip is called "Blackout Drunk." Okay. The night my friend had to deal with things because I wasn't. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> to be quite honest. Can you imagine? Like you go to dinner. Okay, well, and then the next one, JD the wine, no. JD uh, hitting the sausage. So, so listen to what I heard. JD and his quote unquote friend split three bottles of wine at dinner. <laughs> yes. Wow. After a, a gummy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And you're that happy shit. die accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you're right, Robin. You're right. Why are you getting so inebriated? What's going on with you? Are that you was happy listen, in your marriage. Just, huh? Are you- so it brings up the marriage, please. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this. Well, for one, he works on the Howard Stern show and gets paid shit. So someone's taking him out for a night on the town and giving him all kinds of free shit. Of course, he's going to take it. Yeah. Uh, two, he's got a wife who had a failed um, social media career. And yep. uh, I don't know what else is going on there, but like the guy knows he has no future after the show and he knows mm-hmm. his time is ticking away. So tick tock, mm-hmm. tick tock, JD. Yeah, that's what you get. I mean- I mean, guys, I'm not, I'm not shitting you when I say, like, just be, being uh, – uh, 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 it's not enough to be part of the Stern Show. If you want proof, look at Shuli. Shuli's podcast, I'm not joking, from a month ago, d- barely break a 1,000 views on YouTube. Now, it's possible it, during the app, uh, like using the app in Patreon, whatever, he gets you know more money and blah, blah, blah. I, th- I don't believe it. I think people are tuning out as opposed to tuning in, and that means all walks of life. Uh, so if you – if you decide, okay, I'm going to start revealing things, yeah, that's you're going to get some more pull. But the biggest videos Shuli has on his YouTube channel are the Howard TV uh, Howard TV reunion, which is about eight thousand hits, and um, I and and then everything else, nothing. He has a Robert Kelly interview on there. Robert Kelly's been a road comic for a long time, barely a thousand, one point two 
1.2k hits and it's like you it's not cut out for everybody the podcasting world is not for everybody i will say this that it was revealed during one of his uh nights when he was on twitch that he was checking his patreon and it was three thousand for that month but that was like a couple weeks ago and it was probably back before people realized he wasn't going to reveal anything. Now, $3,000 a month in Alabama is pretty damn good. Yeah, sure. I also noticed he's back on the road. He's up in New York performing. He's nonstop trying to, you know, hog time on other people's podcasts. Oh yeah. So all that bit about wanting to spend time with his family and just work from home and see them more. I mean, Okay, they're they're safer in Alabama, but he's still not with them that much. If he's going to be on the road in Vegas, and New York, and Florida, and Mississippi, or wherever he's going, yeah. So, it, also, miserable men got taken off of YouTube because because <laughs> <laughs> Bob Levy has a big fat mouth and he has no filter, so all of his um, gay hate and. Um, misogyny that pretty much ruined them and then they had to go behind a paywall on patreon if anyone wants to see miserable men you got to pay for it and i can't imagine that many people are going for it because you got a taste of 13 episodes while they were on youtube and that's how long it was until they got canceled yeah no it's i'm not casting aspersions to bob we like bob but um i mean you, you have to yeah you do have to watch it now mind you <laughs> my countless faggle of photoshops seem to be fine but may, maybe it's because i'm using a yiddish term um you know and and we, we like in terms of misogyny my god okay what what's the worst thing i said that you know um <laughs> someone gave a hall of fame blowjob and that uh you know <laughs> i hate women comics <laughs> <laughs> which is not true i do i do love them just certain of, of a certain era uh modern comics don't do it for me but my god there are certain ways to go about it however i do believe that in a situation like that like in a situation like bob levy and the miserable men they might have just taken it to some fucking subhuman level i didn't hear it for myself but i believe that could very well have been the case and people were just like i can't believe this well guess who listened to those shows this lady how bad? And, How bad were they? Well, it was typical Bob. I mean, yeah. I love I love Bob. I could listen to him, you know, do stand up or whatever. I'm fine with Bob. Yeah. But I'm of a generation that accepts, you know, being called abroad, being yeah. called, you know, a bitch and shit like that. Like, because I'll just throw it back in your face. I'm not going to yeah. just take it. You're not and I'm not melt. a snowflake. I'm not getting upset. I'm not a social justice warrior. Mm-hmm. I just keep to myself. I express my opinions. And if other one, somebody else has another opinion and they want to go back and forth with me, fine, we'll do it. But we're, we're not going to get nuts. And I'm not going to report him for the stuff he says because I know what generation he's from and I know what he he's doing. He's trying to get laughs. It's all context. And yeah. So, unfortunately, that shows no more. And... You know, that's on them. They sh- yeah. they weren't aware, self-aware enough to yeah. realize the audience they were broadcasting to. They were hoping to have enough hangers on from the olden days, yeah. and they just weren't getting enough of that. So yeah. that's that. But so you have women on your shows. That's it's true. not like 
we're a, a boys club here. We have uh, Deborah, we have Sam, we have me, and we have a lot of others, you know, that someday I look forward to hearing too. So that's another big thing too, I think, is if you're all men and you're talking bad about women, yeah, you, you, I- you might get some shit. I think, yeah, you guys are our Robin Quivers. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we get, How dare you! <laughs> da, na, 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 na. <laughs> I don't have that sound clip available, guys, but I'll find it eventually. So we're going to listen to more of Mushmouth Creep Asshole. You unhappy uh, yes. in your marriage? <laughs> oh, no, I was just uh, out with a friend who uh, who likes yeah. to party or whatever a little bit. But what's so. with it? Forget your friend. I know who your friend is. <laughs> I, I, I know all about what, what's your story what's going on what? with you nothing it was just I why are you getting so that? hammered that's just what happened i don't know I, people have to carry you out of the fucking restaurant no, i didn't i was able to walk i was able to walk out it's listen to this god it's it, it's really okay it happened one time basically they're struggling for content it's now it's jd time we haven't had jd on for a month so let's hear about what this creep ola is fucking doing and is let's see hear him getting fuck 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 faced on he's 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 getting completely shit faced fuck face that didn't sound right i'm not gonna edit it out though guys go ahead there must be a drought of intern panties because he's home now. He can't get them from the studio. <laughs> Big time. And Maybe he's, arre- <laughs> he's also arrested developmentally. And he's developmentally like autistic or Asperger's. Yeah. Yeah, he something. rocks in corners. He has no social skills. What no. a fucking hot mess he is. I mean, what avenue do you want to go down? It's like a 10-way a intersection at this point. I just can't. Yeah. Yeah, the, all roads lead to just numb, just degradation. I think that, Papa. um, yeah, well, yeah, you, you mentioned a couple times in various podcasts that, uh, you know, every single one of the staff has an addiction food, booze, drugs, like over the counter or street, um, you know, especially food. Like the Jason Kaplan thing is just, you know, really more prominent because of you know recently but Bowie with his you know scotch one of these days there's a scotch master came into the (laughs) came into the dude yeah go ahead well let's not forget sex addiction like porn was a big part of Sal's life and JD JD spent what 10,000 on online porn he had a yeah a girl putting peanut butter on her pussy for a dog to lick off let's not forget that Jim no but the intern panties is the one that really burns me and like makes me angry because the woman online is getting paid to do that and she's agreeing to it. It's consensual. That's but the right. interns are doing it out of bullying and fear of losing their career. And yeah. that's just wrong. That's where I draw the line. Well fuck yeah. And especially this is this is I as far as I know, predating the um the the lawsuit that the interns filed against Sirius. And uh and and won basically, although I'm sure they didn't see a lot of money out of it collectively, uh individually. Um but uh yeah, and I mean JD it's never he's never not come off like a creep during the entire time he's been on the show. And when you hear him on the, the wrap up show, my god, you're just in this void, this abyss of fucking like this creep zone what was what was what did, what did hardy say it would take seconds for them to be infected by that virus of creepiness of yours <laughs> i love hardy I love, exactly he had gummies he had the pappy whatever the fuck it is he he split three bottles of wine three bottles between two guys plus two shots of bourbon 
Jeez. I mean, that's a tremendous. Yeah, it is a tremendous. Yeah, it's, it's tremendous, especially when you know that <laughs> guys not getting paid fucking shit. He drink he drink lighter fluid. He drink battery acid at this point <laughs> if someone offered it to him. So uh, the next clip is called Robin Drops the Truth Nuke. Everybody needs an intervention on this show. <laughs> no, listen, it's a one. Yes, they do, Robin. Thank you for putting a, a so fine a point on it. Uh, the next one, I'm not, I didn't number these, but I know they're part of the same collection. Reshinding the fake Twitter accounts. Is that the the next one? Or words of wisdom from the Tin Man? <laughs> uh, the reshinding one is first, and that's okay. uh, Mark Shabsovich. So thank you, okay. Mark. Okay. For an interview. I would love to have Trent Reznor in my studio. I am a big Nine Inch Nails fan. I, we can I think plan all we want. They have to agree to do it. Yeah, we don't really. Yeah, you know, well, I'll tell you what's something. What's Baba Booey doing? Well, well, I'll tell you what Baba Booey is doing. First of all, the directive for me to Baba Booey is we don't, we don't really, um, we don't want anybody to come in who isn't really excited about coming in. First of all, so. We don't push real hard. I know most. <laughs> we don't go door to door like Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> we don't create six to seven fake Twitter accounts per staffer to convince people to come in and send them pamphlets like, oh, you were great on the show or so-and-so did the show and we think you'd love it. No. Yeah. Oh, hello, Summit 2013. Going to haunt you forever, asshole. Yeah, Trent Reznor came on and they go, well, so well, what made you finally decide to do the show? You know what I heard from at uh, 706-5X2, uh, Stern Love, and uh, they said, <laughs> I can't wait for you to be on the show. <laughs> nice. It was just like one Twitter spammer and I was in, man. I was this, you know, the fucking downward spiral. So let's continue. Shows who are guest dependent push really hard with publicists and stuff. Um, we, I happen to know this, that Gary several times has asked uh, Trent Reznor's publicist if he would like to come in. And we haven't received a response that, I don't think we received a no or a yes. So to me, I, I don't want, you know what I mean? I don't want to like be a nudge. If the guy's not into it, he's not yeah. into it. Didn't he just finish saying we don't actively pursue guests? Yes. And then he said and, Gary went after Trent's publicist three, a few times. Right. And they deleted them every single time. They didn't even bother to waste their time responding. Yeah. Well, Trent Reznor, I mean, guys, I, I'm not a Nine Inch Nails fan. I saw them live at Lollapalooza, and they're the biggest fucking posers I've ever seen. It didn't also help that every fucking poser I knew owned a Nine Inch Nails shirt, but never owned a Nine Inch Nails record. So fuck them <laughs> back then. Now, eventually he did become... Uh, his own kind of cottage industry in terms of like getting online him and Prince were kind of really the forerunners of getting shit to fans online when it really wasn't convenient. Like it, everything was slower, even dial up times and stuff and getting content. It was really kind of groundbreaking. So I give Trent Reznor credit for that. I even just, I just as terms of industrial, I always thought it was like art, like farty shit. It wasn't, it wasn't Einstein's and now Botten. It wasn't uh, front two forty two. I like, I like older, like skinny puppy, I like that that industrial. Um, but anyway, what does he need Stern? He never needed to go on Stern. Never. The guy has an Oscar. Yeah. From a soundtrack to a movie that yep. he created. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need 
this show. He's above and beyond the show. He is still A-list as far as musicians go, but yeah. he doesn't have to do another thing for the rest of his life. He's got himself set up. Yes. I listened to him when I was 15 and 16. Yeah. And, you know, I think through college and then it kind of tailed off after that. But right. I, I've seen him in concert. It was a great show. He was with David Bowie at the time doing <laughs> I Hate Americans. Yeah, and I'm afraid of Americans. Was, you yeah. know, you can't go wrong with those two. But again, I didn't need to keep seeing him. Maybe no. at a Lollapalooza here and there, but that was about it. And that was just a bonus. That wasn't the whole reason I was there. I was there for other bands. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so anyway, he's just one more of those guys. Like, um, what's his name? Um, The guy from um, Tool, Maynard, uh, who's got the wine... He's got the winery. Um, yeah. He, you know, like he doesn't need to come in and do the show. Um, no. the show. The dude from um, what's his name? Uh, Rage Against Jack, Zach De La Rocha. You know, they don't mm-hmm. need to do Stern. Like they're, they've got their own. Um, they've got their enough of a fan base where they're not desperate for anything. And what do you get with the Stern show? Do you remember the summit, the end of the, the first hour of the summit? Because the second hour obviously hasn't been released, guys. At one point, he says. Uh, Scott Greenstein said, why would I have that guest on your show? And that literally, like, he, he wasn't lying about that. I guarantee he was told that and that stuck up his ass. Um, the only reason for some exec to say that is that they have no faith in you. They know you have no listeners and they know your numbers. So I can see him getting fucking pissed off at that, even especially if it's true. And why would Greenstein say that if it wasn't true? Right. He got totally passed over for tons of guests yes. that came through serious and right. it, you know, it sticks in his side and maybe that's why he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to work from home. Yeah. And he saw, yeah. you know, he right. saw this coming or he didn't see the pandemic coming. He just realized I can just work from home. I don't need to come in for this shit. They're going to treat right. me like this. Fuck them. I'm not even coming in. So that's yeah, what I we mean- get. Right. Arguably, I mean, he, he's been phoning it in since he lost the lawsuit in 2010, 2011, or 2012-ish. But, yeah. um, I mean, uh, it's just a carryover from then. Anyway, let's finish this clip. So, you know, I, I, I just fair. know, like, for me, too, yeah, like, I get annoyed if people ask me to do their show, because they know I don't want to do their show, but when I want to go out and promote something, or I feel like some. <laughs> <laughs> Shilly asshole. Selfish <laughs> prick. Exactly. Words of wisdom from the Tin Man. Also from Mark. That's about a way to t- about take hold of your life, man. You're going to feel great. What was that famous quote? Uh, Nothing. No, no food feels as good as being thin. <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> no food feels as I'm waiting as for the day I'd be thin. <laughs> you're going to be thin. And you know what? You got. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's going in, it, that's going in an intro. <laughs> thank you. Does the food still feel good when you have a belly and tits? Because I'm not sure if you're thin with a belly and tits, does it still feel good? Exactly. Very confused. So believe it or not, guys, we are now that's that's the end of a period where there was two weeks off before they came back, and that brings us to June seventh. Applause, applause, applause. And so, oh, God, when that when that two-week thing was, every time there was a two-week and get, like, off, <laughs> Raven was doing cartwheels. <laughs> she, was saying, <laughs> she was, like, mainlining edibles just to say, fucking fuck it. I don't need to get up. Why should I? 
<laughs> okay, so 79 enjoys Nick games. This is the first clip. Fans want to know, will I ever go to a Knicks game again? I say no. Nick game, not Knicks game. I don't like Knicks game. By the way, it's if you're the New York it, Knicks. It's the New York Knicks, but it's a Nick game. Oh. It's not a Knicks game. <laughs> I just remember thinking, you fucking idiot. Look at sports franchises: the Lakers, the Bulls, the yep. uh, you know the the Habs, the Leafs. Yeah. There's always plural. Except the only team I can think of is the. Um, the Colorado, the Avalanche, right? You don't use <laughs> the Avalanche is, okay. doesn't sound right. Okay, all right, fine. I'll give you that one. Okay, fine, but that's you know no one no one cares about Colorado anyway. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> story to Colorado. our fans. Story to our fans in Colorado. Um, the. When he, when people asking if he goes to Nick games, man, I use I have to thank the Knicks indirectly for providing me with that Photoshop face. <laughs> that stupid scrunched up face I use all the time. And yeah. him at the Knicks looking befuddled, like he's looking at a building. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I, that that face almost always works. And I, I, I used to get a criticism like, why don't you use another Photoshop? I'm like, why? It's the perfect face. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what he's looking at in that face. He's looking at the outlines of their Johnsons and their shorts or their wieners. Yeah. And it's given him flashbacks to high school when he was in that locker room scene of private parts and he's watching them all walk by naked. Right. And, you know, he had them do that scene like a hundred (laughs) times. Sure. Are you kidding me? He was on set with a lazy boy. uh, They were about to pass out. They walked by so many times. Exactly. But their name is Knicks. No. How could it be a Nick game if it's a Nick? It's the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, but you the know. short version of it is the New York Knicks. You know that. No. it's Yes, it's the New York Knicks, but I'm going to a Knicks game, not a Knicks game. I'm telling you how to say it. He's a fucking 79. He doesn't want to say Knicks because S's give him trouble. So does C's and A's and X's. It's so hard on the dentures. He can't say it. Yep. Knicks. Now, this is, Knicks. I, the preamble, guys, is that um, Ronnie, this might be his last day of Zoom on the show before he actually moves, physically moves from New York to Vegas, which has been in the cards for quite a while. And his fl- his place is being built. It's like it's still not quite built, but it's I think it's enough that they can go there as far as I know. Yep. They flew out there last week and their house must be built because they're in Vegas now permanently. Yeah, and so, or so maybe it was just the last appearance of Ronnie on the show before they come back. Um, no, because he was there that last week of June. Oh, okay. Uh, My bad. Yeah, there's going to be more. I'm sorry. I know yeah. it's tough because <laughs> there's so many we're backlogged on and we haven't even gotten to yet because, well, who wants to listen to that trash? Right. Uh, we will. Guys, okay. don't worry. We'll get to it all. <laughs> when you're when you're on, when you're at the when you're, when on, you're at when you're at your cottage or when you're at the beach and you're listening to this stuff, it doesn't give you the uh, it's not the right soundtrack for suntanning and shit and drinking margaritas. So this next clip is called "Escaping the Clutches of a Madman." But whatever. It's Thursday we spoke, and Robin goes, "I have a question for you." So I know. Uh oh, what the hell could this be? <laughs> she doesn't normally say that. <laughs> she goes, I'm thinking of um, 
Not I'm thinking of. I'm making a party for Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie, the limo driver. I'm I'm thinking of a dinner party. Yeah. Because and and then and then she says to me, you know, because he's really been with us a long. Hold on, the guys will continue. This one is a long one. Long time. And I'm like Robin. I know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it wasn't seem- like I was trying to explain. I was just trying to tell you how I felt. Right. She goes, you know, he's been with us a long time, and 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 I said to her. Robin, what is this party about? And she goes, well, you know, he's going to Vegas next month. And I think we should have some sort of farewell. I said, l- l- what are you doing? Said, Let me straighten you out. Wait a minute. This was the best part. He says, I don't mean to be a killjoy, but I'm okay, But he's going to be a killjoy, guys. You oh, know, the punch. Ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Punch punch kill. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, Robin, I love Ron. I really do. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I told Robin this. I'm very upset that Ronnie is leaving and going to Vegas. I really am. It's affecting me in a weird way. I've known Ronnie, I think, 35 years and or something like that, 38 years, something crazy. And I got to tell you, it's a weird trajectory for me because when I met Ronnie, I thought he was psychopathic and possibly a serial <laughs> killer, but he had a good price. <laughs> it's always about marbles. Yeah, <laughs> I love cheap. that. So that's the first clip. The next clip continues that. So I'll, I'll hold on. Let's try to get as far through right. this as we can because we've got a lot of clips for this day. And number three, it's always tough when you lose a target. <laughs> then the next thing you know, like I got divorced and he had to get divorced. And then he was dating Stephanie. And, you know, when I met Ronnie, Stephanie hadn't even been born yet. Now he's <laughs> now he's running. He's leaving me. I'm running off with her. <laughs> Says the guy who's 20 years older than his wife. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Okay. And number four, Ronnie wants out. But I love Ronnie. So it's like I got like I get really sad when I like sp- a carbuncle. <laughs> I know he grew on me. And I'm like, wow, it's really bumming yeah. me out that Ronnie's leaving. Like I can't believe he's doing that. But I get it. The guy's seventy one years old and he's he's doing the actuarial table. He's saying, Hey, I might have two or three years left. If that, Who knows how many of them good? Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, so he, he's not lying when he says he's upset about it. But the reason why he's upset is very different from what the average person's going to think. I believe it's because he's out of his clutches, his gargoyle yep. clutches of he can't control him as much if he's not in state or nearby. That's so, right. Ronnie is going to have a new life and new friends and new events to go to while he's got his wife and a beautiful new house to enjoy. And he's going to be happy because he's doing something he wanted to do. Yep. And it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's all a control thing. It's nothing to do with, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to, you know, and it's all about what he provides for me. And what does Ronnie provide material? Uh, a target when he wants to yell at him and scream at him, he knows Ronnie's going to take it right up the ass without lube, uh, and uh, and that's it. And, and literally, Ronnie, who loves begging, Ronnie's still going to be on the show, but yeah. there is the you know Ronnie's going to have a choice of how much he wants to do it. He could just say no. He yep. could you know back out of it. Also, um, Ronnie knows where all the bodies are buried. He mm-hmm. knows all the stories from scores, and that could really, yep. you know, that could bury Wiggy. Oh, yes. So there's that, too. He doesn't know who he's going to be talking to. It could be a big deal, just potentially, now, not that he will. I'm, yeah, and I don't think that Ronnie Sober 
would betray Howard ever. Um, I think he has this strange loyalty to him, even though he knows he's a poisonous snake. Um, but uh, if he goes to Vegas and he starts drinking any given night, who knows what he could tell anybody, uh, if he, whether he trusts them or not. And, and, you know, and then they fucking tell people. So loose lips sink ships. And in Vegas, you know what they say, uh, <laughs> what yeah. happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That shit wouldn't stay in Vegas. It would find its way somewhere. And hopefully NT gets the real scoop because Vegas oh, is I a stone's. So. Vegas is a stone's throw away from the West Coast, from California. So Hollywood loves to eat that shit up. And let's finish this one. And he goes, I didn't like, you know, like I was even like uh, talking to him, like maybe you could run your um, limo business from Vegas. Oh, no, I want to get out of it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> exactly. He wants, he wants out. That's right. He, he's definitely out, out of everything. <laughs> okay, let's continue, guys. Uh, number five, Captain Killjoy to the rescue. I want to honor Ronnie with a party. And I'm like, hold. I said, I'm stopping you right now. And I said, <laughs> that's all I, I got out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear where the party was going to be. <laughs> I just said, listen, um, Robin, first of all, I consider you compromised with your health. I mean, you know, listen, Robin's doing a great. A lot, yes. He, he, okay, when I read the red Mark's friggin', because I use Raven's notes when she does certain, sh like now Ra Raven clips shows, we've divided it up, so we're all going to take turns clipping stuff. It's a lot easier workload for that, for that purpose. But I use uh, the um, breakdown notes as well. Like when we go through the mockery thread on Facebook, I <laughs> so <laughs> I have to stop laughing sometimes going through some of the uh, gifs and stuff. But either way, in Mark's friggin', their breakdown explains that he mentions cancer, but in the audio he doesn't. He doesn't mention Robin's cancer. He just says here, as you just heard it, she's medically compromised. I'm sure she she's fighting it again. I, I'm certain of it. Um, it, you know, she had stage four. You don't really recover. I don't, I mean, it's possible. It's always possible that she, it went into remission and, but I'm sure it came back. Um, but he does not care about her fucking health. He just doesn't want Ronnie honored in person. He doesn't want to have any people see, like sending him a goodbye party, whatever. Fuck him. He wants him to go out without any ceremony whatsoever. And in the end, I think he just had a dinner with a couple friends. It was a dinner of like 10 people, including yeah. him and Stephanie. Right. Uh, Robin was not there, but John Hine was there. Bowie was there. Mm -hmm. I don't think JD was there, which is kind of odd because he was always like a father figure to JD. But either yeah. way, um, yeah, Wiggy, <clears throat> excuse me, does not want Robin to have fun, to nope. go anywhere, and does not want her giving her attention to Ronnie. She wants it all. He wants it all to himself. Wiggy, that I believe, is. I believe so. Yeah, it's like a baby. And I go, no, you can't go. I need, I need that here. And I also, he thinks he, he needs that, oh, we're both going to be in lockdown. We're not going to enjoy our lives. You know, this is a pandemic. You know, you can't go out. You can't be careful when you're out there. F like, fuck that. I'm putting the kibosh on that. I'm sure it was not a, a friendly conversation. I'm sure it was like, don't you dare go to Ronnie's. And then right. find out you I, got sick, whatever bullshit. And uh, it was a commandment. It was not a suggestion. It was not, you know, a, a, you know, like <laughs> there was no choice. Yeah, it was more like I forbid you. Yeah, pretty much. Like a, like right. a She's parent. been through a lot. Yeah. So I'm extra protective. I'll admit that. 
And so, uh, you know, I said to her, listen, I love Ronnie. I really do. And I want to honor Ronnie. But I'm not I'm, right off the bat. I'm telling you, I don't know where you're having this party, but I'm not going. That's not a word in his vocabulary. Deborah and I talked about that in the, some of the Patreon episodes. He doesn't give a fuck about Ronnie, except that he's losing a target. And, you know, what for aforementioned reasons we just mentioned. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but, uh, he, uh, he wants to send him out without any kind of fucking pomp. He wants him gone. Uh, if he's decided to leave, it's fuck him. So it won't be the same as when John left, like stuttering John or Scott Einziger or Isaac Mark. It won't be any of these. Fuck you. You're going to be, but it gets flavors of that. And you'll hear that because he's going to talk shit about what Ronnie's going to do. He's going to get sunburned, all this crap, like all this negative shit that when Ronnie hears this, I know in his like I I get the sense Ronnie is like okay this is your deal it, it, it's going to be appear shtick but I know it's real but I don't care anymore I'm done with it yeah he's checked out he's mm-hmm. gonna he's forging ahead with his life and that's it he doesn't yeah. give shit no and good for Ronnie. Like, I hope, I hope he has a fucking great life out in Vegas. I mean, it's going to be, the weather's going to be drier, whatever. You might get Vegas throat, but Jesus, it's, it's a, you know, Lee, think of what you're not going to have by being around this fucking venomous asshole. I'm not at that point yet. Uh, I know of a guy, I swear to God, I know of a guy double vaccinated just by the COVID. <laughs> double vaccinated. And you say, well, how's that possible? He had, he was compromised, but ding, not ding, like, ding. like not majorly compromised, but he huh. did have an underlying health issue. And I said, um, and, you know, like my psychiatrist isn't back to seeing patients and he's an MD. He's not back to seeing patients in the office. <laughs> I love that. He was compromised, not majorly compromised. There's there's no ambiguity, guys. You're compromised or you're not. It's always major. Go ahead. Yep. I said, um, uh, and, and then he goes off on another tangent. He's like, my therapist, blah, blah, blah. Like he he couldn't even come up with a lie of what he um, said. Um, no uh, way. Uh, so. It's a big tell. Yeah, big time. Number six, Wiggy is angry that Ronnie is leaving him. I guess if there's any kind of a send off with me in it, it'll be virtual. Right. Yeah, why don't you like have like a drink with Ronnie over the Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> and don't invite me. I'm a little mad at Ronnie, too. I mean, I'm angry what? with him for leaving me. I get that way. I don't like when people I leave know. me. Yeah. I get really angry. So I'm angry with Ronnie. So, I mean, but he's not leaving, leaving. No, he's still going to be on our show and everything, but I don't like the idea of him. Okay, like he's being, this is him actually being honest for a change, though. I I, I give him that. Uh, He is, he is legit angry, uh, but it's not for any kind of, there's no well wishes. There's nothing in here that suggests that he loves the fact that, that he loves Ronnie, because then he would say, you know what, man, you've been amazing. You've been, you know, uh, we've given you a lot of shtick, all that kind of stuff. The proper kind of send off you do when someone retires, let's say. Yeah, it's total bullshit. And I'm, I'm guessing in September we'll hear that he sent him a watch or yeah. some kind of thing to make him look good and something to talk about. Uh, but <laughs> other than Rose, that, I mean, he, Helen Rose he's watch. still, yeah, he still won't, <laughs> he still One won't pog. be like, I'm so happy for you. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, I, if, you, if, if Matthew Schultz, I don't know, somebody, Goiser Mask might be good at this, uh, making a watch gif where there's a, a cat with one eye and the other eye is the second hand, like on the watch. <laughs> kind of going around. 
love and that. The two, and the two paws of the hour and, you know, minute hand. I don't know. This might be a little too much work. Leaving New York. Yeah. I like the idea of me leaving New York. And number seven, Howard Hughes Stern, Happy in His Stable, plus Ben – hold on. Let me see if I got this right because my titles were not on – yeah, plus Ben Stern doesn't fear the Reaper. Like he can't entertain himself all that well. That's why he was going crazy during quarantine. I was thriving. I'm like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Time to myself with no one bothering me. I can't stand when people visit me because I just want to be in my room drawing, painting, Fuck. reading. I, 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 watching TV, whatever it is. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want actual contact with people. I'm so, I'm, I'm damaged. Okay. There. Well, why do you have to call it damn? Yep. I'd rather webcam with Ralph and some <laughs> anonymous twinks on the internet. I don't want to have contact with people. I just want to <laughs> use them and then get out and get back to being, laying around taking naps and being lazy and counting almonds yeah i just want to you know make it rain on the monitor i i think that um the this is that this is the thing i've been saying for ages and you have and sam in all different you know ways we've all been doing it there's no joke like there's no bit there's no shtick there's no this isn't shtick this is really his unabashed unfiltered fucking id as he calls it his his ego, his superego colliding and saying what he really feels. I hate people. I don't like people like I, that. that yeah. that's, that but, but it's not like, it's, it's, you know, yeah, there's no build up. There's no punchline. Like that, that's the that's the setup and the joke and the punchline. And no one's laughing. He's got nothing. He's the most boring person in the whole entire world. Right. Imagine him at a fucking imagine him if he's not doing beer pong with Ivanka Trump at a fucking party. He's probably in the corner counting cobwebs or I don't know, like just fucking looking at his phone, you know, checking through, you know, six messages from Ralph and going through them and rereading them constantly because no one else cares about him. It's a sickening way to leave, live. It really is. I'm not. And it's not a case of, oh, maybe he's bipolar or whatever bullshit. No, no, no. There's no bipolar. He's just a narcissistic asshole. And he's got nothing to say because he has no life experience. Living sequestered in fucking this Skeletor hovel, Snake Mountain, <laughs> you know, with 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 all these eyeless Cyclopean cats and a fucking wife strung out on Adderall and fucking uh, remnants of you know she's just literally upending 180 degree upending Lucky Charms fucking boxes, getting the last re- vestiges of the Lucky Charms out because he's you know he's forbidden an Amazon truck to come up the drive. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's he's trolling the uh, gossip pages, looking for people to Schadenfreude, and maybe possible naked pics of Orlando Bloom's dick again. That's, Big time. That's I think all he's got. We're oh, reveling yeah. in those old pics that he'll never get again. Yeah, Mitch, that's just how you are. Nah, I know I'm damaged. <laughs> I'll send you my psychiatrist bills to prove it. Oh, <laughs> but, but I'm happy. One thing about quarantine for me, man, I don't need to see anybody. But Ronnie was like rotting in his house. Like he was going crazy. He was like, I'm so depressed. Well, this like, was the thing that was making him really feel like I no. need to get out of here because there's only a little time left. Yeah, because Ronnie's social. He's a social animal. He always has been. Is he damaged? Yeah, in different ways. But Ronnie needs to see people. And that's a normal human trait. That's why people could relate more to Ronnie than to Wiggy. Yeah, little time. You know what? Stay in your house. You have a lot of time. So, of course, (laughs) 
when he look at my parents. They haven't left the house in 20 years. They're my, my dad's turning 98 next month or wow. July. Yeah. Yeah. July next month. 98. You know why? Doesn't leave. He didn't get sick. He can't get <laughs> sick. can't find him. No. Death knocked on his door several times and so no one was home. He can't fucking move, asshole. Like he, he's barely bedridden. He's not if he's not bedridden, he's just fucking not immobile, but you know what I mean? He's not a person that can be left to go independently moving. He needs assistance into the shower. So he obviously needs it probably for the bathroom, I'd meals, so. moving yeah. around the room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So to compare him to Ben Stern is a little bit just a little bit of fallacious and, and just insanely stupid. So uh, let's continue. Number eight, it's could be worse, Jeremy. It could be worse, Ronnie. Just think of what your eulogy will sound like. He's going to go to Vegas and get – you got tons of moles, dude. I went to get Mogul? tattooed with you. Moles. Dude, this, this started real, off really nice and now it turned no. into shit. <laughs> yeah, well, let me keep going. Wait, you'll hear everything. Not done yet with you. He's got this, and he doesn't, he doesn't, first of all, he sold his house like that. Why did he sell his house like that? Because he was smart. He bought in a great neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That house, I knew he'd sell it in two minutes. This place in Vegas is probably worthless. Be- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my almighty. God. Yeah. It, 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 guys, guys, just wait. The hits keep on coming. Because they, they, they got all they got is houses. You heard me. I don't know what what neighborhood you're moving to. Did you move to a good school district? Everything you bought your house in New York, you did the smartest thing ever. I did the same thing in Vegas. I don't know. I don't no. know about that. The price is up already, forty grand. Why the fuck does he need a school district? They're not having kids. What the fuck is that shit? I, I think he's in, meaning in terms of like, is it a desire, desirable neighborhood? Like if it's a school district, it's safer. It's this, it's that. It's, you know, uh, established. You know, there's not going to be any, I guess he's going to say, there's no blacks going to be moving in. That's what he wants to say. Yes, you got it. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up for me. I appreciate it. I speak fluent 79. <laughs> it's not even finished yet. All right. Go sell it. Let me see you get an extra I'm 40. not selling it. I probably right. could sell it. It's not even done yet. You don't know it's 120 degrees in the summer in Vegas? Yes, I do. I've been there in the summer. And what are you going to do? You're going to go walking outside now? You're going to sit in your house like you are now? You're going to be in quarantine? Sit outside. And, and 120 degree weather, you're going to sit in your... Oh, fuck's sake. Okay, guys, there's only a little bit left. Bear with us. Backyard. I sit in my pool. What's okay. wrong with that? Well, you'll see. Why are you so angry that I'm leaving? I don't like to be left. I know, I know, I know that. I think it's I bullshit. You, you I think like it's a lot of bullshit that you didn't come to me and ask if you could leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no, I did talk to you about it. Stop. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a choice in this. <laughs> Dude, I'm I can't old, wait till you're sitting in Vegas. I'm old. You're gonna I, I got, fry I up like in. you're gonna fry up like a piece of bacon. Oh, oofa. Jesus, Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie, we 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 feel you. You drink whatever you want tonight. <laughs> So fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number nine, Ronnie, the official Stern Show urinal. This guy just picking up and leaving, going to Vegas, the worst place he could move to, I think, for your retirement. I don't think so. I don't think so. A lot of retirees out there in Vegas. Well, you know why he's going there. Why? When he be- when he became Ronnie, famous Ronnie, sixty nine Ronnie. Right. He so there's a group of guys in Vegas who are wealthy. Yes. Who have who have befriended Ronnie. And wait, wait, wait. To a lot of- First of hold on. They're not all wealthy. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> this is good. I actually like the fact that Ronnie's actually talking, taking him, taking him down a bit, and he's gray rocking him a bit. You guys know that term now from many NPD episodes. That's kind of what Ronnie's doing. He is not going full on, but it's a little shades of it, I'd say. And he's refuting the facts that Wiggy thinks he has. You know yeah. that not everybody there is rich. Not yeah. um, everybody is famous, and. Honestly, it's just a projection of jealous from Wiggy to Ronnie. So he can't stand the fact that he might meet other people that have as much money as him or enough money to have fun with. And he even references getting him tickets to Aerosmith concerts and being like backstage and VIP passes. Yep. Fuck you, Wiggy. And if you're in Vegas, I mean, I don't know what it's like now during COVID. I'm sure there's some, like, maybe reduced seating in certain lounges and whatnot. But there's still people performing, I'm certain. And, you know, if you want to go to concerts, man, Vegas is is probably one of the best places to go outside of New York and, and, and L.A. Because bands would always be coming by to do, you know... Uh, set it, especially older acts and stuff doing a a week in Vegas is that's that's normal these days there's cruises you know there's there's Vegas them like in Vegas themselves there there're more options concert wise for bands than there ever have been um it's all a matter of you know what your taste is but if you want to see comedians if you want to see fucking stand up Vegas is the place to be absolutely um any at any rate Ronnie's not going to be bored in Vegas that's that's for sure and, well Okay. Whatever. Yeah. yeah now that yeah. you joined, they're, they're not all. No, they're normal. People. <laughs> they're normal people. Yeah, I know. There's one guy. Normal have, people. There's who one have, guy who who is very wealthy. Well, not very. Yeah, I guess he's very wealthy. Yeah, and he takes you to a whole bunch of shit. Gets you. I'm right on stage with Aerosmith. I, no, I know no, all about no, it. no, 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 yeah, no. Okay. That's not the okay. guy who got that. No, that's uh, not the whatever. Guy. Well, there's a group of guys who, you know, they truck Ronnie around with them. He's in yeah. with the in crowd. He's finally he like in with the in crowd. Around. What a jealous fucking cunt. What a he really is. miserable what a miserable piece of shit. So pathetic. Yeah, I, I just it's just I guess I keep thinking, you know, at one point he's gonna snap and be human for a for a like a nanosecond, but it never happens. It just keeps going deeper into the fucking barrel of, of shit. Unbelievable. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm I, sorry, guys. <laughs> I know you. I I realized that you clipped this and you wanted to go heavy on the Ronnie clips because yeah. it's important to show like what 40 years of service gets you or 30. For- that's exactly right, and we weren't ever going to make this. We weren't going to make this a um, a so long farewell episode because it's not quite the same. I mean, it's it's no. in the line with it, but Ronnie's Ronnie's not a. It's not as vicious as it could be. It's it's just enough, you know, hate and piss and vinegar, to be like you know another kick in the balls, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's it's nothing like oh, I'm gonna you know he's like I'm gonna miss you, but. I hate you for leaving. So <laughs> it negates it. It's not even I miss you. It's not even I'm going to miss you. It's strictly I hate that you're leaving. Fuck you. I hope your fucking house burns down. Uh, you and these shit friends, you know, they're together. you. It really is like I hope you die. <laughs> and it's all about him, Ed. It's all I'm the, I'm disturbed. I have the problem. Yeah. So you're you're my problem. Right. It's all it's all we get. Right. Shitty send off after shitty send off. They truck me around. Like he was a bit of an outcast his whole life. And now all of a sudden he's in with the in crowd. I get it. He's got a group. He belongs. He's got a group of like cool guys and and who have young wives. Yeah. And they all hang out together. Right. 
And Robin's not much better at this point, but she's at least, tr- for the most part, trying to keep her mouth shut. Number 10, let a shut-in tell you all how to live your lives. <laughs> Tanya, this is an end-of-life crisis. Thing, you heard a midlife like, crisis, Robin? No, this is an end-of-life crisis, and he's I making bad I decisions. I just can't deal with, with the Manhattan deal anymore, the traffic, uh, yeah. people, the idiots. The, you know, I just can't deal with it. Well, you I don't have to deal with it. I had enough. So you're going all the so, way to Vegas? It's time for change. Sorry. All right. Vegas. You know, if you'd come to me, I would have said to you, Ronnie, why don't you take a month off? Go live in Vegas for a month. Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He wouldn't have said anything. How would he have gotten a hold of you? <laughs> well, what does he mean you don't have to deal with the Manhattan bullshit? What's he going to deal with? Uh, Jersey? Or Brooklyn? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous. He has no yeah. argument at all. No, no, he doesn't. And he's at the stage of life where he wants better weather. He doesn't want to have to put up with fucking East Coast snow and shit like that. Like, there's just, uh, you know, he doesn't want to deal with normal bullshit that comes with living in that area. So fucking more power to Ronnie. Month and see what it's like. You've never even lived in, in Vegas. Now you now you put all your marbles into this house. You don't even know what it's like to live there. You visited a couple of times. It was exciting because your rich friends took you around to a whole bunch of different Here we go, di- dinners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> telling you. What are the restaurants? What are you talking about? You've never friends? even lived in Vegas. What's the longest you've ever spent in Vegas? Next clip is called, hey, Artie, get a load of this. So Robin says with this party, I, listen, I would have the greatest party for Ronnie. I would, I would be right there with Robin. I love Ronnie. Might not sound it, but I do. When, when I'm angry with someone for leaving me, that means I really love him. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't give a shit about I Ronnie, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be fucking around with him right now. Tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> I know. He must really love Artie. Artie gets nothing. <laughs> Artie doesn't get any mention whatsoever. <laughs> he gets edited yeah. out of shows, man. That's the that's kind of love we're talking about. Okay, believe me. I know, the you, angrier, I know you long enough, pal. That's right. The angrier I get, that means the more I care about you. You know who I That's care about most? True. The people I don't talk to. I cut them <laughs> off completely. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. This next clip, guys, is, is called Good Luck, Ronnie. I hope you lose everything. But I don't know about this move. I feel like it's a bonehead move. Ronnie's making a mistake. But it might also be that I don't like to be left. I hope he's happy. You know what? Actually, I don't. I, I, I hope you don't like it there when you come running back. <laughs> you know what? what? <laughs> That's what I hope. You want- Truth alert. Truth alert. Yeah, big time. Yeah, number thirteen. Robin has emotion. Wiggy, not so much. I'm not getting in a room. I'm not. I'm not up to having a party for you. Uh, Howard has convinced me that I don't need to take chances. (laughs) All right, 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 Robin. And I I love you. I I know you do. We talked. We talked for over an hour that day. Yeah, I mean, I was in tears, right? And I could cry right now about you leaving us. I'm. I'm not in tears, and I'm not crying over Ronnie, but. Well, you I'm know, upset right. about it. <laughs> you yeah, yell. I'm upset. I'm upset about it. She could cry, but she won't. And there's no fucking way he's crying whatsoever. Ronnie no. does get choked up towards the end in the very last week of June, which we'll get yeah. to in whatever yeah. time. But time. yeah, this this is all just this went on for like an hour and a half. I swear yes. to God, like once a week. For the last four weeks of June and even before that, but it oh, yeah. just, it got amplified and magnified to the point where you're like, oh, so guys, that's why you're getting so many quotes and clips from this send off, this great big send off that Ronnie's yeah. getting. 
Enjoy. Yeah, normal. Yeah, normally, uh, guys, I like to keep things thirty seconds, forty seconds, you know, top or less if I can. But the problem was with Ronnie in this particular day, it was just so vicious. It was just vicious, and I, th- I said, we people need to hear this. People do need to hear exactly how much of a twat he's being to you know a guy that pretty much devoted his life and his couple marriages to, um, at least the first one, which you know. It didn't work out so well. Wonder why, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on Ronnie for that. That's his own business. The idea is, um, this is what all that service, as Raven said, this you do service for this guy. This is how you get rewarded. It's not even a watch. It's more like watch the fuck out. But why would I want to celebrate my good friend Ronnie abandoning me and like just running <laughs> off? Like what, what? What? There's no celebration in that. Uh, it's like fuck you. Goodbye. You. We talked you about it. I told you my feelings, why I'm doing it, and that was it. Yeah, because I, you're old and you think you're dying. And you're, no, I, you're right. No, no, I didn't. You are dying. dying. I just want to enjoy. I want to enjoy some time and do. If I want to do nothing. I'll do nothing, but I, lo- you know, I love the fact that you guys wanted me to stay with the show. This is the key. I wanted to enjoy that. So, what is the implication? He's not enjoying, guys. That's it. Yes. And yeah, Wiggy, Wiggy, Wiggy doesn't want to hear it, but that's the truth. Uh, the next one, king of all shitty analogies, with another zinger. Well, thanks for ditching me. I'm not ditching you. You kind of are. You know you are. Stop it. I have to walk everywhere now. <laughs> but you're not, going, you're not going anywhere. So what are you, uh, you don't know about? where I'm going. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Did Sonny Bono throw a party for Cher when she ditched him and went solo? No. <laughs> were you Were you married to Ronnie? <laughs> Thank you. Hey Beth, guess what? You got to escort Wiggy everywhere now. Good luck. Exactly. Number 15, the shitty analogy hits just keep on coming. Yeah, exactly. that's what Ronnie thinks his life's going to be like in Vegas. No, like, no, I don't. He, he, he does. He's tits and no, clit and cunt. You're, all that you're stuff. So, you're so wrong. <laughs> cunt. This time cunt. you're wrong. I'm sorry. Cunt. Cunt. No cunt, party for cunt, you, dude. Cunt. 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 cunt, all right. cunt all right. I told Robin. Okay, let's see how many times we can crowbar the word the c word in a fucking bit, which is not a bit. It's just you know, uh, you know, unfiltered assholedom. Um, the, here you go, please. That's Fred earning his money. That's yeah. all. That's him showing he's awake. That's like an SOS. That's like yeah. he can't hear. <laughs> I'm still alive, guys. No party. Okay. Cut. okay. Did Eddie Van Halen, let me ask you, did Eddie Van Halen throw a party for David Lee Roth when he left? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, they, they left on pretty bad terms. <laughs> did Dean Martin throw a party for Jerry Lewis when they broke up? No. Um, actually, yes, the Friars Club held them a party for when they did leave, and everybody can, tried to convince them to stay together. Uh, so, again, you don't know what you're talking about. And Eddie Van Halen and David Lee Roth, yeah, it was not amicable. You... Your every every um every uh what do you call it, analogy he wants to use is erroneous in some way. Yeah, Let's the relationships go. don't match up at all. No, they don't. Number sixteen. When I'm going to need a small talk tutor now. I mean, I felt bad saying no to the Ronnie party, and I'm not saying you know I I just I just thought it was not smart for Robin to be like socializing. You know. Yeah, he really he he really shook me up. Yeah, but I w- I'll tell you this, Ronnie. I am upset about you leaving. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just oh, sad. You. I am sad. I'm sad also. Believe me, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's an end of a part of my life. You know. Yeah. How many years I know you? 
<laughs> and he didn't get the years right either. He is a fucking seventy. No. Right? Ronnie had to grab. <laughs> uh, thirty-six. Thirty-six years. I said, tell him about that. I said, I know this guy. I said, I don't know what it. I said, I can't believe I'm so sad about Ronnie leaving. It's ridiculous. Eh, we've been through fucking a lot Ronnie, together, man. What? We all know the shit. We don't. People don't know the shit we've been through together. That's right. Thirty-six years. He said 35, then he said 38, and then he goes, it's ridiculous. Why am I sad? I'm not sad. And, you know, I, I, I had a lot of moments in that car having small talk with Ronnie. That was a hell of a, imagine, but listening to this guy talking. So, so who am I supposed to have small talk with now? JD? Please. Fucking guy, he's got nothing to say. And when are you going to have that small talk? I mean, you had it with Ronnie because you you were stuck in the car together. Right, right. And you can't talk to Fred. Forget about it. No offense. (laughs) So he's upset because he's losing a paid employee, like a paid, you know, another babysitter that he has to he gets to speak to, which is a friend. Right. But now J.D.'s got to get some shrapnel out of as a result. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You summed it up well. Yeah. Number 17, Preach Wiggy. We, I was just trying to say that uh, it, we, we did uh, audience research. We are better when we're on vacation than when we're actually here. So, <laughs> yes, uh... you certainly are. Number 18, Bowie and Mary are into edibles while Wiggy hates anything edible. Gary and Mary are into edibles now. Did you know that? Are they? Yeah. They like scotch. They like edibles. There's a whole party going on. There's nothing but getting out of your mind in that house going Mm. on right now. Gary went to a weed dispensary. Boy, he has the life. Boy, I got to tell you, I sit and worry about the show all day. He's got the life. He's got weed dispensary visits. (laughs) I worry about the show. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, I love that narrative. So we know that from ancient, ancient Stern lore, um, Mary and Bowie went with Sal and his wife to Amsterdam on one of those Heineken, one of the last Heineken trips. In fact, yeah. maybe the la- maybe the last Heineken trip. And she got high and stuff. So it's not a, like unusual for her to be into pot. It's not a big deal. And Bowie certainly wouldn't mind it. Not at all. She yeah. she got high. They gave her a little bit of sugar, like orange juice. Right. And she popped right back up. She was totally fine. That's um, right. Yeah, he's been. Remember, he had a whole thing with his knee surgery and the oxys and the pain yes. med so it makes sense that he would just transition into like weed gummies or some bullshit along with the scotch i mean yeah what goes better than weed and booze <laughs> popcorn <laughs> <laughs> well i mean okay so the next clip is called pothead de Levate. and yeah you're right and, and and probably medically it's better for him to be on you know marijuana than um you know whatever 222s or whatever fucking codeine whatever he was taking to I don't, I don't know what they give you when you're recovering from knee surgery yep yeah for sure I mean at least it's not a long term addiction it's just one bad night if you have too much weed and booze you throw up you pass yeah. out you sit on the couch can't move yeah. don't ask me how I know all this I'm just going from what I hear uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just the balance. It's it's discipline. It's just like food. It's like anything else in life. You know, you, yeah. you find the balance and you you cruise along and you you escape for a little bit and you just let your worries just shed off of you. And Wiggy doesn't know how to do that. 
No. But apparently, Gooey and Mary do, and they're selling their house. They're probably sad that the house is done. Yeah. The kids have moved on. They got an empty nest. Now they're staring at each other. And <laughs> we don't want to get into their past, but it yeah, hasn't always that. been easy. Let's just say that. Yeah, especially for Mary. Jesus Christ, I don't know what you picture when you're on when you're on top of him, or when he's on top of you. Uh, Ooh, let's see. I know your tennis coach. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe serve number nineteen pothead delabate. Those they are do. the ones that I get. They're, they're like when you say edibles, you think of a gummy worm. I get it's actually like a pill. Looks like a pill, mm-hmm. and it's very standard. Like it's like it's the same every time. It's very small. It's like five. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm getting every time I take it. Do you take it every night to no, go to sleep? No, no. I take it like once a month. Mary oh. hits the pen. She has trouble sleeping. Okay, so she vapes and she uses pot. Don't we see is, is what, what is what Bowie's saying accurate? I don't know enough about the 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 stuff. Uh, personally, I've used edibles, which are usually like candies or baked goods, and yeah. then uh, I've used vape pens, and they make you cough a lot. The edibles, you just take them, and it like slowly takes you over, so it's not like a big deal. Yeah, but the vape pens, they go right into your system. And usually you know what you can handle. If you're not drinking, you definitely know what you hand, you can handle. But if you've been drinking, it gets a little more complicated and you want to be careful. You don't well, want to do my, too much. This is my question. Vape pens, the concept is it's vapor, literally vapor, water vapor going in your body and you're exhaling vapor. Yes. Right. But you're still giving off like a, it's like a smoke, but it doesn't smell like any. It might smell a little bit. Right. It's it's a vapor you're giving off, like when you exhale. <laughs> I don't know why I want more water in my lungs. <laughs> I just the concept seems to escape me. Maybe it's not enough to cause you know you know needing needing your lungs drained. But um, I just I don't know. It seems edibles. It, the, the way to go would be edibles, in my opinion. Right, I agree. But yeah, sometimes you just you you have to take whatever is available to you. Yeah. I guess so. This next clip for the last of the day is Wiggy asks to keep asks or excuse me, guys, I my bad. Wiggy asks to see Kaplan Naken and other heterosexual stories coming up soon. Oh, look at that. Yeah, oh you my look goodness. Good. Wow. That. You look like a Very human being. Nice. I, I finally broke down and got some some new clothes. Not not a good. ton of them, just a few. So I don't look like a, a you know giant balloon walking around. <laughs> Don't think I'm weird or anything, but can I see you naked? I wanted to see how your whole body looks. Oh, yeah. Actually, okay. wait, this is really exciting for me. Yes. For anybody else. But my penis got a little bigger. It definitely of course. has about a quarter. I think it's about a quarter inch. Uh, uh, the f- surprise, surprise. When you use the, lose the fat out of your fucking gun, your unit looks bigger. Whoa. Jesus. We got a whole crew of 79s here. Okay. So I was talking to our fellow member in our group that had the surgery and he also confessed to me that your unit your wiener does get bigger (laughs) based on the fact that you don't have as much pressure on what's called this is a technical term the root right so it's allowed to protrude further out of your body hence it becomes longer so yay for these people i have nothing against that i'm just saying This supports our theory that Jason had the bariatric surgery and or Mm. sleeve put in. Um, Been doing some research and talking to my friend. 
And it comes out that, yeah, there's a lot of um, details that are very specific to the surgery. And I think when they get back in September, we'll get another update. We've pretty much put the timeline together that, remember I mentioned he had a medical scare where he uh, had too much food and weed and he passed out and they had to get him to the hospital? Yep. Well, that was posted March 9th on their webpage. So sometime... Mm -hmm around there, he had the scare. And we believe that he probably had the surgery. That was in March of 2020. So to have the surgery, you have to lose a little bit of weight before that, Yes, which usually takes three to four months. And then Mm -hmm. the timeline would show that by October or November of 2020, he probably had surgery. Now, we didn't hear about his weight loss until December of 2020 and then all through 2021. Right. So based on what he told us, it sounds like that scare caused this to happen. Then he had to lose some weight on his own, which he didn't really talk about. But Mm -hmm. by the time he got the surgery and they were already at home, he wasn't on screen or anything. It was just him talking. And... Then by, I want to say January, December, December or January, Mm -hmm. we were getting updates on his weight loss, which coincides with my friend's history and experience with the same surgery and same weight loss, who he experienced a huge amount of weight loss. Like he broke records at his doctor's office because he was so determined. Um, But for them to say Nutrisystem sponsored, not sponsored, but that he was using Nutrisystem as a non-sponsor um, as a way to prove this. It just, there's too many clues right now, and I expect more to come in September. So thank you for listening to my tangent there. But it was, (laughs) it's really important that they just lie to us. They can't admit stuff, and I don't understand why. Well, I'll tell people this anecdotally, and I'm, I'm going to leave this in the final edit because it's uh, just it's anecdotal, but it's just an, a, give me an example. Um, I was 23 years old, I guess, when I was probably and I'm probably like 180, but I'm short, so like 180 was a lot of spare tire basically. And then I decided I was what <laughs> Canadian fans will love this. I was watching the Deanie Petty show, which is our version of a shitty Ricky Lake, you know, like a middle aged Ricky Lake, um, but thin. And uh, and I was just I was looking outside and I go, fuck it. You know, it's what I should be running. So I went out and started running poorly, like did four laps and almost died. And, um, like on, on like on a, on a track. And then I decided, fuck it. I'm going to keep at it. Just going to, you know, lower my expectations. And eventually I was doing 4k a day, uh, jogging and then alternating with like wind sprints and then weights and then push ups, chin ups, sit ups, crunches, everything over two months. I lost 30 pounds, 31, 32 pounds and had to, to get good. a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. And that was when I was like, that was my peak. I still had a bit of a, a, a bit of gut, I guess, I guess, but it was way like I was ripped at that point. So you really wouldn't notice it. And some people thought I had cancer because I shaved my head at the same time. <laughs> so it was a quite oh, no. an extreme change. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, he, he, to lose 60 pounds for him, 60 pounds if he was doing intensive exercise and Nutrisystem and counting calories and all that shit, yes, you could do it in that time. But the way 
like he's not putting on weight. He's not looking. If you look at the last few, whatever Instagram or whatever he's on, um, Jason Kaplan is not doing any fucking exercise. This is all either bariatric surgery or, um, uh, you know, just just completely starving himself. And I I can't see that happening. Well, if you overeat or you drink or you smoke weed with the surgery, your body's going to react violently. Yes. You're going to you're going to vomit. You're going to go into a seizure. You could have all kinds of complications, you know, yeah. uh, blockages in your digestive system. Mm-hmm. It's it's really scary some of the side effects that come from the surgery and yeah. I had no idea. I started researching this and I mm. want to just give props to my friend who is super honest. I've seen pictures and it's just amazing what he's gone through. Um, I think he lost 162 pounds in wow. six months, which Jesus. I calculated to be 0.8 pounds per day. Yeah. And to do that, I mean, it, 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 it's right. You cannot lose weight that quickly. It's like too quickly because that's dangerous as well. Uh, and I know about getting um, stretch marks. <laughs> already. Remember the uh, admission, whatever the revelations game where he admitted he used makeup on his stretch marks. one of the funniest bits so i know that i I know that pain and i actually still have some actually from back then but i digress it's not you know to me those are like war scars that i don't give a fuck but um it's it's uh yeah it's commendable and you have to like if it means lifestyle change i mean you'll either do it or you won't and if you do you should be commended for it i suppose and i would with kaplan if he realizes okay i have to do this to get healthy well good for him too i suppose i don't have any great love for him but um at some point you got to wake up and not go to the fucking brazilian buffet and eat them out of house and home so um look i'm I'm gonna just say this and people might not agree with me but i commend him even if he is lying about it yeah. for noticing the health scare, taking care of self. And even his wife, Janice is on the same boat. I don't know if she got the surgery, but apparently she's losing a ton of weight that is equivalent to what he's losing. So it kind of makes sense that they both do it. And you need um, your spouse to be like a psych evaluation to go through this. Yeah. You need to get um, support. You need to make sure that everybody's on board and understanding yeah. your situation. Yep. So I commend Jason for doing this. It's probably going to save his life in the yeah. end. Yeah. And I'm all for that. I don't hate these guys that much. I just I just am sick of the hypocrisy, the lies. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I want, I just, I'd, I'd rather hear real life stories, whether they're yeah. good, bad, or ugly. I don't want to be told a story that's not even real. Just give us the truth. That's all we want. 